Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. For more information, visit us online at LifeGateBurleson.com. Isn't that awesome? We are a part of that, what you saw on the screen. I mean, it just pumps me up to just think that just a few months ago, there was not a church in Mansfield. And now, because you gave and you prayed and we were a part, now that church in Mansfield is going strong, meeting right now. Lives are being changed. People are being touched. And we got a little baby, Lord. Come on. We, we got to plant a church, have a baby church. We're the mom and the dad. That is awesome. And we get to be a part. Part of it. I just think about, you know, I think about about a year ago at this time, it was just a dream in my heart. I, I remember uh, I was reading through a, uh, a book and uh, about leadership. And one of the questions that the guy in the book asked, he says, what would you do? What would you attempt for God if you knew you couldn't fail? And I started thinking about that question. And I remember I came home and I told my wife, I said, I think if I knew I couldn't fail, here's what I would attempt is we would plant more churches, not just LifeGate, but in communities around us. We would plant churches and here we are just a little more than a year later and there is a new church in Mansfield that was born out of that dream. Come on, that's awesome, right? And you and I, we get to be a part of it and that's what All In is all about. So everybody say, I'm all in. Come on, some of you didn't say it. Come on, everybody's going to say it today. I'm all in. I'm all in. We are a people who are saying, man, we are all in for God, for his purposes in our life. That as long as I'm on this planet, that as long as I am breathing air in and out, as long as I have a pulse in my body, there is a purpose for my life. And I'm going to live out God's purposes for my life here on this planet. I am all in. That is our key thought for this whole series. In fact, how many remember the key thought of the series? We've done it every single week for the last four weeks. Three of you remember. Come on, you gotta help me out. Make me feel bad here. Help me out today. The key thought is simply this, that the purposes of God are not what I can get, but what I can give. The purposes of God are not about what I can get for myself, what I can build for myself, what I can do to build my kingdom or my life, but the purposes of God are about what can I give? How can I invest? How can I use my life for something that is bigger than me, for something that is eternal? And that's what we've been talking about in this series, that we would be a people who would say we're going all in for the glory and for the kingdom of God to invest our life for things that matter. And we've had a key verse that's just been kind of leading us through this series. It's a very famous verse. It's actually known as the great commandment that Jesus said, hey, if everything, if you were to bring all of the Bible, all the law, all the prophets, everything down and boil it down to this one thing, this is what it would be that you would love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. That's what it looks like to be all in, to be people who would say, God, all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. God, everything that I have, I am giving it to you. I want to love you. I am all in. And in this series, what we've done is we've just kind of broken it down a little bit. And we've taken uh, this very famous passage of scripture. And we just say, what does that look like? What does it look like? In the first week, we talked about to love God with all our heart and soul. Everybody say heart and soul. 
All your heart and soul, what does that look like? And we kind of broke that down. And then last week we looked at what does it look like to love God with all our mind? And we talked about a different way of thinking, a mindset change that when we love God with all our mind, it changes the way that we think. Today, we're gonna wrap this up and we're gonna talk about love God with all your strength. So everybody say all your strength, all your strength. What does it look like? What, I mean, what does it mean? to love God with all your strength. Does it mean drop down, give him 50 push-ups, you know? Does it mean like, you know, do some barbells and some weight lifting and, you know, like bulk up? Is that what it means to love God with all your strength? Some of you are saying, you know, I was all in on this thing until you said push-ups, pastor, and now I'm out. I'm just, just out. That, that's not what it means at all. Let, let me just tell you what I think it means to love God with all of your strength. I think it means to give God maximum effort. Everybody say effort to give God maximum effort, to say, I'm gonna use all of my energy. I'm gonna give God all of my effort. I'm gonna use all of my talents and all of my abilities. I'm going to love him with passion. I'm going to use everything that I have, every ounce of energy that is inside of me. I am going to use it for something that is bigger than me. I'm going to use it for the kingdom and for the glory of God. In fact, I think this is what Paul was talking about in this passage of scripture that I want us to see for a second today in Romans chapter 12. I want us to just read it together because I like the way he says it. He says, do not be lazy, but what? Everybody say this word, but work hard, serving the Lord with all your heart. Paul says, here's what it means to serve the Lord with all of your heart. It means to work hard. That's what loving God with all your strength means. It means, hey, I'm gonna give all my effort. I'm gonna put all of my energy. I'm going to work hard. I'm not just gonna give kind of like a half-hearted effort. I'm gonna work hard to use my life for something that matters. And that's what I wanna talk about for just a minute today. In fact, what I wanna do is I wanna look at a parable, a story that Jesus tells to kind of emphasize a point. And I'm just gonna tell you, it's a very familiar parable. It's one that we've talked about probably a dozen times or more as I've been the pastor here at LifeGate for the last 13 years. Some of you are gonna recognize it and you're gonna be like, pastor, you've preached on that one a whole bunch of times and it is so true. I have, it's one of my favorites. In fact, last year, about this time, September, October of last year, We did a whole series, six weeks on this one parable. If you wanna go more in depth, you can go back and listen to the Beyond Success series from last year. But today, I just wanna look at this parable and I wanna point out a couple of things because I really think this parable teaches us how to love God with all our strength. So let's look at it together. It's found in the book of Matthew, chapter 25. And we're gonna just read a portion of it together today. It's on the screens there if you wanna follow along uh, today. It says again, it would be like a man going on a journey who calls his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold and to another two bags and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey and the man who had received five bags of gold went at once and look at these words and put his money to work. I want you to notice that part of the passage. Put his money to work because I think that's what it means to love God with all your strength. 
I think it means to take everything that God has given us, our talents, our resources, our job, our time, our relationships, our energy. I think to love God with all of your strength, here's what it means. It means to take everything that God has given me and to put it to work for him. And let's just be real here for just a second. Every single one of you here today has some sort of talent. Everybody just look at your neighbor and tell them you got talent. Come on, look at them. You got talent. You got talent. Everybody's got something. Like, like, think about this for a minute. Like, everybody's got a job. Everybody's got some money. Everybody's got some sort of resources. Everybody's got, everybody's got some sort of talents or abilities or relationships. Everybody's got some time. Like, we all have something. In fact, that's what I noticed first of all in this story is that everybody got something. I mean, one guy got five and one guy got two. And one guy was over here, you know, a little guy only got one. But guess what? He got one. And a lot of us look at our lives and we go, well, I don't have anything to give to God. Like, how can I love God with my strength? Because I don't, I don't have any strengths and I don't have a whole lot. I don't make much money or I don't have a whole lot to offer. But here's what I want to tell you today. Every single one of you sitting in this room today, every one of us have some sort of talent that we can use for God. Now, some of us have five, some have two. Some are like me, just barely got one, just barely making it, right? But we all got something. We all got resources that we can use. Now, here's the deal. Not everybody has the same. Not everybody has the same potential. Not everybody has the same talent. Some of us do have more and some of us have less. And and, and here's the deal. None of that matters. Because the thing is, the only thing that you will be held accountable for is not how many talents you had. Here's what you will be held accountable for. For what you did with the talents that God gave you. It's not about how many I have, it's about how much effort I put into using what I have. That's what loving God with all my strength really is. It's about saying, I'm going to use whatever God has given me, whether it's five or two or one or whatever I have, I'm going to put maximum effort into getting everything I can out of the life that God has given me. And guess what, guys, that's what All In is all about. That's what this whole month has been about in this series as we've talked week after week about loving God with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind and all our strength. It's simply been about saying, how can I use my life to to put maximum effort to get everything I can out of this one life that God has given me? And let me just clear some things up for you today. This has not been a money series. I know some people go, ah, it's just money series. He wants us to give our money and that kind of stuff. In fact, some people are even like, you know, hey, we'll come back when that series is over. And he's not talking about that anymore, whatever that is. But let me just clear it up for you. It ain't about money. You know what it's about? It's about saying, I have a life. One life that God has given me. And in that life, you know what I have? I have abilities. I have talents. I have resources. Some of what I have is money. Some of what I have is gifting. Some of what I have is relationships. Some of what I have is my time. Some of what I have is is my effort. And and, and here's what it's about. It's about saying, I'm going to take the life that God has given me. I only got one. And I'm going to use it with maximum effort. I'm going to love God with all of my strength. Now, if we're going to do that, 
It's going to take a couple of things. In fact, uh, what I want to do is I want to look at this story and I want to see just three things that have to happen if we're going to love God with all our strength. If we're going to live our life using maximum effort, all of our energies for things that really matter, there's three things that you're, you're going to have to do. In fact, if you take a note, you can write them down. The first one is this, is that you're going to have to recognize. So everybody say recognize. Everybody look at your neighbor. Just say it like this. You better recognize. Come on, just tell them. You better recognize. <laughs> Guess what? If we're going to use all of our life for things that matter, it's going to start with a recognition. It's going to start with with an awakening, with our eyes being open to recognize a few things. In fact, think about these men in this story. There were a couple things that that they had to understand. There was a couple of recognitions that they had to make in order to use the talent or the bags of gold for for the master. The first thing is, is this, is they had to recognize where did it come from? Like, think about it in the story. Whose gold was it? Whose talents were they? They they didn't belong to the servants. Who did they belong to? They belonged to the master. And why did the master give it to them? Was it so that they could use it for themselves and do whatever they wanted to, spend it on themselves? No, 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 no. Why did he give it to them? So that they could take it and invest it and maximize it to bring a, a, a return, to bring a profit for the master. And in order for them to be successful, they had to have a couple of these recognitions in their mind. It's not my money and the purpose of the money is not to be used for me, it's to be used for the master. And guess what? The same recognitions that they had to have in their mind are the same ones that every single one of us have to have in our minds as well if we're going to use our lives, if we're going to love God with our strength. We have to recognize everything that I have didn't come from me. Your life didn't come from you. Your job, it didn't come from you. Your, your resources, your money, your finances, they didn't come from you. Like the car you drive, it didn't come from you. The breath in your lungs, the talents, the ability you have, you don't have it because of you. You have it because of him. The master has entrusted it to you. Come on, this is a different way of thinking. The master entrusted it to me and he didn't give it to me or to you so that I can spend it on myself or use it for me, but instead he gave it to me, he entrusted it to me so that I could use it to bring about a profit for him, so that I could use it to bring a return in his kingdom. And boy, when we get this recognition, it's a shift in the way that we think, in the way that we look at our life. Suddenly, all of our life takes on a whole lot more purpose. And the problem for a lot of people is they, they hadn't had this recognition yet. And so they go around in life living without a real purpose. And you know what happens when we don't know what our purpose is? You know what we do? We tend to just make one up. When we don't know what the goal is, we tend to make our own goal, right? In fact, let me just talk about it like this. How many of you like football in the house today? Come on, raise your hand if you like football in the house. How many uh, Dallas Cowboys fans? Come on, come on, let me hear all the Cowboys fans. How many, uh, I don't know, let's just go through the teams. How many, how many Texas A&M fans in the house? Any A&M fans? How many TCU fans? We got any Horn Frogs? I see a few of you in the house. Y'all are kind of quiet for your team today. I know this one's not going to be quiet. How many Longhorn fans we got in the house? How many Sooners fans? Come on, Boomer Sooner. I got one helping me, helping me back there. And, uh, you know, my team had a great week this week. They played really good. They didn't have a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, after last week, man, I was, was kind of glad we didn't have a game this week. 
And here's the thing about football, all right? You say, Pastor, where are you going with this? Well, here's the thing that uh, I think the reason that football is, is a popular sport is because of, there's so many complexities to football, but with all the complexities of football, it really all comes down to one goal. What is that one goal? Get the ball across the goal line. All this other stuff is going on, but there's one purpose, and that one purpose is for someone to take the ball and get it across the goal line. And some teams are good at getting it across the goal line. Some teams are not as good at getting it across the goal line. My team is not as good at keeping the other team from getting it across the goal line. And that's been kind of the problem over uh, this last week. But here's the deal, is that the reason that football is popular is because we know know exactly what the purpose is. Take the ball, get it across the goal line. And yet the truth is, is that life is not quite that simple, is it? Because there's all these things that are competing for our attention. And so we think, well, I don't know what the goal line is. Maybe the goal line is that I would be successful. And so we put all of our energy and all of our effort trying to be successful in life. And some of us even get to a place where we have, we have experienced some level of success. We cross that goal line. But then when we cross that goal line, we realize, man, there's got to be more to it than just this. And we cross the goal, but then the goal moves on us. And we think, well, man, that must not be the purpose. So maybe the purpose of life is to make a whole bunch of money so that I can have a whole bunch of stuff, so that I can wear nice clothes and live in a nice house and drive a nice car. And so we put all of our effort into that and we work and we work with all of our strength to do that. And then finally we do that and realize, man, there's got to be more to it than this. The goal line moves. And so we think, well, maybe if I can have a lot of relationships or maybe if I can build up enough Instagram followers or if I can get enough likes on Facebook, man, that will do it for me. And so we do all that. We put all of our energy into that and then we get that and we realize that's not the goal either. In fact, it reminds me of a guy I heard about, a true story in the Olympics, a guy who was a sharpshooter. And he was so good at sharpshooting that that before they even got to the final round of the competition, he already had it wrapped up. Like he, he would have gotten, uh, all he had to do is just hit somewhere on the target. Didn't have to hit a bullseye. Didn't even have to be close to the bullseye. All he had to do is hit somewhere on the target and he would win the gold medal. So he sets up for the, for the final round of the competition and he lines up all of his sights and, and he gets ready to pull the trigger and he pulls the trigger and the, the bullet goes right smack through bullseye right in the middle only problem was is as they began to look they discovered that he had lined up his sights at the wrong target he hit the bullseye but it was the wrong target he went from first place gold medal all the way down to eighth place no medal at all because he lined his sights up the wrong goal and how many people live their life just like that how many of us are maybe sitting in this room that have our sights set on the coal? We think, man, this life is about my success or what I can do for me here on this planet and here on this earth and we're shooting towards the goal and we hit the center of the bullseye only to later discover that it was the wrong goal. It's like the guy who said, man, I spent my whole life, all my effort climbing the ladder of success only to one day get to the top of the ladder and realize it was leaning against the wrong wall. How many people live their life like that? 
In fact, this is not what I want for you as your pastor. This is why I push so hard and I preach so hard and I challenge you so much with even difficult message series like this where I challenge you to give and to serve and to go all in because here's what I know. One day, we're gonna stand before God just like the men did in this parable. They stood before the master and they gave an account for their life and for what they did with the talent that the master had given them. And one day, we're gonna stand before God and we're gonna give account for what we did with the life that God gave us. And on that day, I don't want a single one of you to on that day just finally realize, man, I hit the target, but it was the wrong target. I want you to be able to stand there and say, I used all of my energy and all of my effort and all of my resources and all of my talent and all of my, all of my money and everything that I had was all towards one target. And that one target was to be able to stand before God and hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Some of us need to recognize, man, it's not mine to do what I want with. It came from him and I've got to use it, all my energy, all my effort to serve the master. Number two, we don't just have to recognize, but the second thing we're going to have to do is we're going to have to strategize. Everybody say strategize. Strategize. We got to get, we got to get some strategery going, right? Like, here's the deal. I mean, you think about the story of the parable of the talents. The Bible doesn't go into detail about this, but I can imagine that in order to be effective, to take the five and turn it into 10 and take the two and turn it into four, they had to have some sort of plan. They had to have some sort of strategy. They had to sit down and think, okay, I got five talents, but what can I do to maximize what I, what I can get out of these five talents? And so they had to be intentional about it. And here's what I know about almost every single one of us sitting in this room today is that almost every single one of us, I guarantee, have good intentions. But not very many of us are intentional. In fact, I could do a survey today. I could ask you, how many of you want to use your life for something good? You want to use your life for God. You want your life to matter for for something. I guarantee 99% of you say, man, I want to do good stuff for God. But then I could say, now, how many of you have a plan for how you're going to do that? And the percentage would drop way down because all of us have good intentions, but we're not very intentional. Here's the deal, even if I get a recognition that this life is not mine, it's God's and God wants me to use all of my effort and all of my energy to use it for him. If I don't have a plan, if I'm not intentional about how that's going to happen, one day I'm gonna wake up at the end of my life and realize that I, that I wasted my time, I wasted my energy, I wasted my, I wasted my resources on things that don't really matter. In fact, this is what Paul was talking about in, in this passage in Ephesians 5 and verse 15. Look what he says, he says, Be Be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Here's what he says. I want you to make the most of your life. I don't want you to waste a single ounce of energy on things that don't matter. So if you're going to do that, here's what you have to do. You got to be wise. And here's what you have to do. You have to be careful. In fact, one translation says it like this, says, give careful thoughts to your ways. In other words, what's he saying? He's saying, you got to get some plans and give some thought and be intentional. Get some strategy. In fact, some of you, this is the best thing that you could do today. You could go home. You could get out a pen, a piece of paper, or do it on your phone, whatever you want to do. And you could just start saying, what do I want my life to mean? What do I want the end result of my life to look at when I'm when I'm, there, I'm dead and gone and they're having my funeral and they're talking about me, what do I want them to say? I want them to be able to say things that are good things without having to lie. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, like, what do I want my life to be about? What do I want to be the purpose of my life? What do I want to have lived for? And, and, and then you get an end result in mind. And then you begin putting together a strategy. Well, what does that mean for how I'm going to spend my time? What does that mean for what I'm going to do with my money? What does that mean for how I'm going to invest in my family? What does that mean? How can I rearrange and reprioritize all of my life? What strategy can I develop to make sure that I'm not wasting my life, but I'm making the most of every opportunity? Some of you here, this month has gone by, and as we have challenged you with the all-in all-in challenge and the all-in campaign, God has begun to speak to your heart about things that he's asking you to do financially to invest in the, in the kingdom of God. And some of you are going, I don't know how I'm even going to do that. Here's how you have to do it. You have to get a plan. You have to have a strategy. In fact, Amber and I, we, we would not ask you guys to do anything that we don't do first. And so we've already made our all-in commitment, what we feel like God was asking us to do for this next year, to give towards all-in. And when we made that commitment, it was a stretch. And it's a, a faith stretch for us because we want to lead the way in that. But we don't, just, we don't just make that commitment. We sat down and talked about, okay, how, if we're this what we're going to do, how are we going to do it? What we do is we set aside a, a certain amount every month and we put it in a totally separate account all by itself so that we can't touch it to use it on regular bills and things like that so that we can invest it and give it in the kingdom of God. Some of you, that might be the plan. Some of you might have to say, hey, we got a separate account or we're gonna take it out first or we're gonna, or, or we're gonna maybe get a little side hustle going on so I can raise a little extra income or I'm gonna do a percentage thing and, and, and whatever that might be, we sit down and we get, we get together a plan so that we can be intentional. And it's not just about our finances either. What about your family? Like, how could you be more intentional about pouring into your kids? How could you be more intentional about, about setting aside that time with your spouse? That maybe you have a date night every, every week. Or uh, just like Amber and I, we're leaving today after service to go take a few days, just the two of us, to focus on ourselves. Because we said, hey, we have one life to live. Well, I have one marriage. I have one shot with my kids. I have, I have one life here on this earth. How can I be intentional to make sure that I am using the life that God has given me for something that matters so that that in the end, I will look back and not say, man, I wasted it, it was all gone, but instead was able to say, I made the most of every single opportunity. You're gonna have to recognize some stuff. You're gonna have to strategize. Let me just tell you something. Somebody needs some new strategies because if you keep doing what you've always been doing, you're gonna keep getting what you always got. Come on, you can quote me on that. That's good. You strategize. But then what are you going to do? Number three, write this down. I'm going to utilize. Everybody say utilize. Utilize. You know what that means? That means I'm going to take everything I got. I'm going to get everything that I can out of it. I'm going to make the most of every opportunity. See, we all have something. Some have five, some have two, some have one. The truth is we're not going to be held accountable for what somebody else did. But you know what we will be held accountable for? For what we did. Did I use all my... Did I use all that I have? Did I give all of my energy? Did I love God with all of my strength? In fact, I like the way that Paul writes it in this passage. I want you to look at it uh, for a minute today in Colossians chapter one and verse 28. Look what he says. He says, 
he is the one that we proclaim. In other words, he goes, this is the purpose of my life, to to proclaim Jesus. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to admonish and teach everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. And this is how I'm going to do it. Look at verse 29. He says, to this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy that Christ so powerfully works in me. Here's what he says. It sounds a lot like love God with all your strength. What does he say? He says, I'm going to strain for. I'm going to strenuously contend for this purpose. I'm going to use all my energy, all that God has put in me. There's a goal out there. In another passage, he says, there's a goal out there that I'm reaching towards. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to press on. I'm going to strain. I'm going to work. I'm going to do everything I can so that I can live my life for the prize of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. I'm going to utilize everything I can, my time, my relationships, my talents, my gifts, my resources, my money, everything I can. I'm going all in. I'm going to invest it in the kingdom of God for things that truly and really matter. And that's what this message has been all about, this whole series not a money thing. You know what it is? It's a vision thing. There are people that are hurting and lost and people that need to know the Lord. And that God has given us a purpose for our lives and that purpose is to use all we can to reach them. It's a mission thing. You know, there's a, the mission of the church. The whole reason that we exist is to take the good news of Jesus to the world and to make disciples. This whole series is all in things. It's not about money. It's about vision. It's about mission. It's about passion. It's about saying, God, You have all my heart and soul, all my mind and all my strength. And this is what we've endeavored to do for the last 13 and a half years, to just say, God, we're all in. Everything we got. In fact, today you can see it again at your your seats. We won't take time to go through it, but the all in infographic, you can see all the stuff that happened over this last year as people just decided to, to go in. I mean, you look at that back page of that, uh, of that brochure and you see all the stuff that happened and what's amazing is all that happened while at the same time we were given towards building a building and getting this thing built and all that and, and and we did all that in the middle of that so just imagine what could happen now that we have this incredible tool to reach more people if we would be a people who would just say God I'm all in all my heart all my soul all my mind all my strength everything that I have I want to give it want to use it to invest it in your kingdom so that's what I've challenged you to do at the end of this service I'm just gonna just putting it out there this is no pressure but I'm just putting it out there and saying would you take one of these one of these commitment cards and would you just say I'm willing to go all in everything that I have that doesn't mean all your money it just means whatever God has put on your heart in fact we challenged you last week to just to just get involved in the plot. Well, you just use that, that word plot as a little, a little acronym to, to just pray. Just ask you to just pray. What would God have you to do? I'm not asking you to give. I'm just asking you to pray. Now, here's what I know. If you'll pray, God, what do you want me to do? He'll talk to you. He'll show you. He's not gonna say, don't do anything. You already did enough. No, no, he wants you to continue to go more and more into his kingdom, more and more into what he's called you to do. And then as you pray, the L is just this, listen. Would you listen? 
And as you really, like, really be open to just say, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to do it by faith. I am listening. And when he speaks to you, then the O is just obey. Just step out in obedience. It's going to take a step of faith. But you know what you can do? The T is this, just trust. Just trust that God is going to come through. If you will say, God, I want to love you with all my strength. And some of you say, man, I don't know if my all in makes a difference. I mean, I don't have a whole lot. I'm only one of those one talent people. Does it, does it really make a difference? Well, you know, I was, th- I was thinking about it this week. I imagine that may have been what Mike might have been thinking. As Mike stood at a college campus with the little green Gideon Bible. Anybody ever seen those before? Handing them out to students as they walked by. I can imagine as he must have thought, handing out these Bibles, but is anybody ever going to read it? And is it going to change anybody's life? And is it really going to make a difference? It's, it's my one talent and I'm doing what I can with it, but it, does it really matter? He handed out Bibles and one day a guy walked up and got a Bible, a guy named Craig. Craig took that Bible home and he began to read it. He started in Matthew and he read Matthew and Mark and Luke and John and until he finally got all the way to Ephesians and he read a verse that says, by grace that we have been saved and not by works. And on that day, Craig gave his heart and his life to Jesus Christ. He began going to church. He began inviting other people to church. And through all that, God called him into full-time ministry to the point where then eventually he started a church of his own. And now that church that he started 15 or so years ago is now the largest church in the entire, in all of America. 50,000 people who attend Life Church. Just, there's one right here in Fort Worth. And it all started with a guy who got a Bible from a guy who said, I only got one talent, but I'm willing to give my talent. And you know what? Not only is that the largest church in America, but, but just a few years ago, they developed an app. Many of you have it on your phone. It's called the YouVersion Bible app. And that app has distributed Bibles to millions of people around the world. It started with one guy with a little green Bible saying, I'm all in. I don't know if it's making a difference, but I'm going to do what God has asked me to do. And that little seed, remember last week we talked about the harvest that comes from planting the seeds. That little seed has brought an incredible harvest. And just imagine what God could do with your life if you were a person who would say, I may only be a one-talent or a two-talent. Maybe you'd say, I'm a five-talent person. Or maybe you'd look at your resources and say, I don't have a lot of money to give, but you know what I'm going to do? It's not, about, it's not about all my money. It's about all my effort. I'm going to give what God puts on my heart to do. And when I do, God's going to take that seed. He's going to take it and bless it. And lives are going to be changed through it. Some of you say, well, I don't even know where to start. Like, man, I look at my budget and how in the world can I, can I even do anything? Well, just start where you're at. We, we taught you about the giving ladder and it just goes like this. If you're not giving anything, just make a commitment to start giving something. If you're already given something, make it a regular thing. Like go on the app and actually automate it. Like do the recurring thing where just every week you give something. If you're already doing that, then start doing the 10%. Bring your tithe to the Lord. If you're already a tither, maybe you'd look at saying 11 or 12 or 15% or whatever God puts on your heart to do. As you pray and you listen and you obey, then you can trust that God will take the seed that you plant and he will use it because you gave all your effort to love God with all your strength.